Welcome to the Happiest Person in Real Estate podcast. I am your host, Katie Clancy, the happiest person in real estate. This week on the Happiest Person in Real Estate, we are chatting with my friend and colleague, Shelly Zavitz, an agent with Dwell Real Estate in Portland, Oregon. She is the author of your first 365 days in real estate, among many other things, which you will find out shortly. Um, so I'm going to tell you a little bit of very little bit about Shelly first, because we're going to hear a lot more afterwards. But Shelly and I met on Clubhouse. And if you haven't been on Clubhouse yet, hit me up. I've got a bunch of invites. I will hook you up. Um, and we were in the same room. And apparently I said something that made some sense. Shelly reached out to me and was like, wow, that was cool. And then we talked for an hour on the phone. And now we are sisters. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's exactly it. <laughs> So, um, Shelly, thank you so much for um, joining me on the podcast. I am genuinely excited to see where this goes. This was a total inspiration uh, and, and it's, it's brought me already, our connections brought me to a whole bunch of new places that I really want to share with our audience. Awesome. Same, by the way. When you were talking on Clubhouse, I was just like... Bing, bing, that light's going off, that light's going off. And it made me wonder, and I think wonderment's the most important thing. So that's why I reached out, because I was like, she's saying things I don't understand and I want to know. So thank you for taking my call. I appreciate that. You're very welcome. And audience, pay attention to what she just said. This is key to exactly what we're going to talk about today. And, and, and t the theme that we're going to be talking about is about your people, your community. And Shelly is a wizard at that. She didn't, e she didn't even know it. Wizard's <laughs> aggressive, but thanks. Oh, well. I'm actually just a stand-in for Harry Potter. <laughs> I am a big Harry Potter fan. Um, but we'll yeah, we focus. We focus. are already off topic. This is going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well so that so that's why i have you here it is the content and the themes of your book the way we met so much the more i learn about you the more i understand that this is a superpower hmm. of yours um so but but before we dig too deep there let's just get a little bit of background on you and so how you know where were you before real estate and how did you get mixed up in this crazy world <laughs> um the quick version of that is i grew up in rural canada and i went to adver advertising school got my first job in radio near toronto ontario and then I skipped over to Vancouver, BC, spent 15 years in radio broadcasting. And I got married, decided to move to the United States, ended up in Portland, Oregon, and I started my real estate business in 2015. Why real estate? Um, when I was in Vancouver. What, what story did someone tell you? No, it wasn't even that. I, when I was in Vancouver, my side hustle, so I was a creative director for a pop radio station called Virgin Radio. And then my side hustle was that I would purchase condos because that's all I could afford in Vancouver, BC. And we would, uh, with a partner, and we would fix them up and sell them or hold them depending on what the market was doing. And I really got interested in real estate and I learned a lot about, you know, especially numbers and market and value really quickly. And when I got down to Portland, I was like, well, what are the three things that I could really offer that's different from everyone else. Well, I know a lot about structural things. I know what makes 
you know, a lot of money on a sale with not a lot of money in, you know, and I was like, I can really protect people. And that's, you know, that's a buzzword for me. I really, I really like, you know, being the guide and, and helping people through hard decisions. That's always been true, even when I was a writer. So yeah, yeah it just resonated with me. And then I got my license and then I, I have no idea how I got here with you. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah it is it, i don't really know either but i, I really love it um, good <laughs> <laughs> so so this concept of community and and people so it during the pandemic this this was you know so i've got the eight pillars of real estate happiness and i i realized quite honestly during the pandemic I am, you know, I am still have the crown of the the happiest person in real estate, but I have my moments where I don't feel so great. And of course they were, they were happening a little more frequently over the past year. And, you know, it just makes a lot of sense. I haven't seen my people. I haven't seen my clients. I haven't really gotten to collaborate with my colleagues in person. I've missed all the conferences that I enjoy. And I realized that a very important component of my happiness in real estate are those connections and those people. And so that had been sort of simmering in my brain. And then when you and I connected, it, it was like, I totally got it. That connection, that community, those people are a critical element. Um, and it's something that you can control. Am I right? Absolutely. I think so. Um, I think that, you know, who you, what, what is that saying? The, five or eight people that you surround yourself with are define who you are. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think that is true to a point, but I would broaden that out a little bit more that we are the sum of our community. And I've always felt that, I mean, there's been times in my life where I felt like I was a silo, you know, yeah. based on some of the things that have happened in my life. And I, there have been times too, when I have been so filled with my community that I don't, I like, I'm just bursting. Right. Yep. And I think that you can apply it to business. You can apply it to your family. You can apply it to your personal life. And there's all sorts of ways that we can decide who we want to spend time with. Right. And if we just apply it just to business, you know, I, I think that I want to spend as much energy on the people that I can pour into that will see that I can see them. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And it's in our, in our business. I mean, we are literally independent contractors and you, you mentioned sort of operating in a silo sometimes. And, and we do, we, we're, we're actually bred and groomed to hold our cards close to our vest and kind of be a one-man show uh in in so many ways and that is kind of normal what you don't realize is the person next to you is working on something that could really help you and vice versa and boy if you you know combined efforts imagine what you could do together or how you could help each other but that's just not intuitive in our field right i did my best to shed that scarcity mindset before i got to the united states i had to go through all of that when i was still in radio and it's a very creative place that I was in and I was constantly worried about things like that. Like I had, I was launching radio stations and helping with branding and doing some pretty big stuff, but you know, I put myself in a silo. 
because of other factors. It's just silly. Yep. Yep. So when I got down here, I decided to take an entirely different approach. It required bravery and vulnerability and lots of rejection. And I'm still, surprisingly, I'm still standing. It's fine. It's not surprising at all. You guys, you need to Google her for it, you know? Because you will never hear what she's all about from her. You will never hear her awesomeness from her. You're going to have to ask other people. Ask me. I'm happy to tell you. Um, but all right, let's, I want to get down to some specifics. People come here, they want some tactical, they want to hear do what it. you actually did and do. So let's start okay. with. Let's I'm going to look into three different categories of people that make up your community. And the first category is the people who help your business along. The second category will be the people around whom you do your business, such as brokerage, office mates. And then the third piece is the people for whom you do the business. Clients, personas, right. stuff like that. So let's start with the people who help your business along, like mentors, coaches, accountability partners. You talk a lot about that in your book. So why don't you uh, let it rip? Okay. So I am a firm believer that your managing broker can't tell you everything. No one person has all of the keys to the kingdom. And when I was first getting started, you know, I had a database of four people. And I knew that that was the huge mountain I had to climb in the first 12 months. I cannot call on people I don't know. And I also realized that I didn't know the language of real estate. I went to open houses and my, you know, the people that came in knew more than I did. I was like, that's not great. That's I mean, it's <laughs> not good. So what I did was I found four people and they didn't really know that they took these positions for me. And the mentor was the person that I met and watched and I saw that she was running the business that I was going to run in five years. She was already doing it. She already had the systems and I watched everything she did, said how she talked to her clients. If she needed my help, did everything for free. I was just like, let me be around you. Mm -hmm. um, the second person was the visionary. That was somebody that was making these really huge strides in our industry, like around Portland. And I wanted to see why she was doing that, how she was impacting it, because I too want to be a great thing for real estate. I want to run a great business, but I also want to bring great things here too. You know, I had that mindset from the beginning. And then the next person was my coach. And I honestly, I wouldn't be here without her. Her name's Lene Forbes. And she is the most amazing person on the planet. She, she is the person that I celebrated with and I cried with her. Uh -huh. <laughs> she picked me up for the second half, dusted me off, threw me out there. I am nowhere without her. Your coach is somebody who just believes in you. And when you can't believe in yourself, they just remind you who you are. And she did that for me. I'm so grateful. Last person was the accountability partner. And she was the same person that I was in that moment. We were looking at the same wall, had the same problems, had to, you know, dig through the dirt to try and figure out who are who we were in business. And um, she was really great for me because uh, her personality in general was like, I'm just doing this. I don't care what happens. And <laughs> it really gave me the courage to find that in myself. And I'm grateful for her too. So I would think that if you're, especially if you're a new agent, find those people, you don't need to pay them. Just find them and watch them and be around them you know, as much as you can and understand that you don't have the answers and that's okay. Everybody starts that way. 
So something funny that you mentioned is you didn't tell most of these people did not know they were in these roles. Nope. Well, I, except for Lene, because I called her coach. Well, Lene, Lene, I'd call her up. I'd be like, hey, coach. Like, Shelly. Hey. You, again. Uh, <laughs> Why are you crying? <laughs> again. Um, yeah. So it, it's funny that you say that, because when I first started in real estate, I created an imaginary board of advisors. Very oh similar. God. And I chose people who I admired so similar to the mentor, the visionary. I, you know, I had a guy that I knew who wasn't even real estate, but he's, he's like a sales guru who was actually a friend of mine. So I'm like, he's on my board. Uh, I even, (laughs) I even had a, like a fashion person on my board because I'm like, I don't know how to dress. How does a, how does a good real estate agent dress? I'm like, can I get that person's number, please? (laughs) I will hook you up. Thank you. It was like, she seems to fear it. So I would watch her and be like, okay, all right. No white after Labor Day. Got it. Okay. I better change. (laughs) Or before Labor Day. I don't know how it works. Um, and, and yeah, you have these people and, and you don't necessarily tell them, but you've got these people in your world who you go to virtually or actually and follow for guidance. Um, and, and you gave them names, which is great. I had my little board. There was nothing formal about it. And you certainly don't have to pay anybody. No. Um, but if, you know, if you're going to, I would say this much, like when I would, I did actually call up my like my sales friend every once in a while and I would send him personal thank you note, maybe a little you know, gift or something like that, just so you're not constantly taking. You've gotta be conscious of your the balance because you know, you don't wanna just be a taker, you wanna be a giver. Lots of people are happy to give, but you never wanna take it for granted. Um, so 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 great. So that's the first piece. Surrounding yourself with people who help your business along what about the people around whom you do your business like your brokerage your office mates all that stuff you have really set yourself up in a really good healthy situation have you not i mean i would say so it took me a second to figure it out um when i was i noticed when i was going to the office all the time that there was a lot of people who have a tendency to be um living with, I hate to say this, but insecurity and, Mm -hmm. you know, that they're constantly worried and they're constantly comparing themselves to other people. And then they would bring that into my office and they'd barf it all over me and totally mess up my day because I found that I was really sensitive to it. And I, I, some people are able to just deal with those sorts of things. And I found that I just couldn't. So Mm -hmm. I moved myself out of the office and I moved my office home, which I'm not saying everyone should do that. But what I do now is I, I'm very intentional with my energy and with my time and who I give it to. Mm-hmm. And I, it's made all the difference because I get up in the morning, I do two things for myself. I'm a writer, right? So I really want to spend time writing sometimes. So I'll get up at five in the morning and I'll write a piece that is for me, you know? And, and some people look at that as work. To me, it's just, it's a release, you know? And, and then I, as soon as I get into my business, I am focused. I've done the thing that matters to me and now I'm focused on my clients and my energy, the greatest that I can give them shows up. It's never been hijacked by somebody else's insecurity because 
they, they don't have access to me anymore. Right. Yeah, that's like not having Oreos in the house for me. Oh, like, I love an Oreo. If they're there, I'm going to eat them. And, and that's going to be a problem. I mean, I have some here. You want one? Yes. <laughs> See, I'm a bad influence. You should are. <laughs> so the big takeaway of this one is just don't buy the Oreos. Yeah. Right? If you just don't buy the Oreos, you won't have a problem. Noted. Got it. <laughs> but yeah, but to, controlling your 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 immediate environment is is really important because uh, your mojo is impacted. I think it's true for everybody. You have a you, choice, and and telling yourself, I'm not going to be victim to this scenario. I have control over it, and I'm going to decide what's best for me is not a bad thing. It's a wonderful thing, yeah. and I I so applaud that you do that. Uh, all right. So we talked about the people who help your business along. We talked about the people around whom you do your business. And uh, the last section that we that I was wanted to hit was the people for whom you do the business, like the people you serve, clients. Right. right. Tell me about this. And I, I can share some stories, too. You're not I'm just stay with me here, but you are not the best agent for every person. Nope. Am I right? Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> You're just not. And neither am I. No, I, I am a high level, high service agent and I don't want to do a million deals a year. That to me is not success. To me, success is the um, experience that my client has with me and that it is so good that they're willing to turn to someone else and say, you only should use Shelly because she will do these three things, you know, and and that is my 100% focus. I, I don't want to be a mega agent. I don't see money is just money, you know, comes yep. up, goes, whatever. Have you ever had a client where you're like, oh, oh dear. Oh, this, oh my, what have I done? Oh, yes. This is, this is not good. <laughs> this is not good. We do not connect at all. And someone who does not appreciate the, the, the Shelly juice is like not getting it. What, what do you do? What have you done? Um, well, it, it sort of depends when I figure it out. Because yep. it's been late before where I'm already <laughs> in contract and yeah. realized that it wasn't great. And I would complete that the best I could. You do, yeah. Yep. Uh, if I can figure it out at the intake meeting, um, I will refer them out. Because I think I think this. But Shelly, you're giving away money. You're giving away business. Well, I'll take a referral fee, but that person is going to get the highest level of service from somebody else. And if I'm telling myself and everyone else that I care about service and I know I can't give them what they need, mm -hmm. then it's my duty to refer them out. I'm doing the best for them. And we should always come to anything with what is the best in this scenario for everyone, right? Isn't that, I mean, that is, is it's actually the first pillar in uh, real estate happiness is service. And understanding that that you are serving other people that's what this business is about right? the money um, contrary back to my mentor val thorpe said to me i think the third day she said shelly if you do right by your client today the money will always follow tomorrow that is true that is true She's i've actually <laughs> so so you're nicer in your language than i uh -oh. am <laughs> occasionally i'm not saying all the time okay. um you say you refer uh, a client's out. I fire them, yeah. um, but I do actually refer them. But I have definitely said, you know what? I'm going to introduce you to so and so because I think you guys are going to be a really good match. I don't make any reference. I don't even make like a, you know, a fake 
nice reference to like, I just don't think that we're a good match. I think that you'll be better with it. No, it's just like, this is really going to be great for you. I want you to have the best. And these guys are awesome. Right. And then I'm right. And they do have a great experience. And I'm looking, honestly, I have referred a client where I'm like, there is no way out of this. I'm so sorry. I just cursed them with these people. They are terrible. Mm -hmm. And then I look and everybody is as happy as a clam. They really did have the best experience. It really was the right thing for them. I could have never handled it. It was so not in my wheelhouse to manage or even create a relationship with these people. But when I put them with the right agent, boom, yeah. everything. And it released really your time, right? It released my time. Well, actually, I think it was you who said to me, let me see if I get this right. If you refer someone out who is drawing all your energy away, you now have your energy back that you can give to another client so now you, and then you're referring, so you're getting 120%. I did say that to you. You did, didn't you? <laughs> but I'm not the math major, you are. So you might I want to check that out. I was the math teacher. I was actually a zoology major. You want to know about critters? You want to know about the, I actually the do. taxonomy of fishes and how it impacts evolution? 100 I'll tell you in another. <laughs> it's actually really interesting. Um, <laughs> Sounds like something I can take into an open house. So yes, I do want to know. <laughs> I want to add to that piece about you know, surrounding yourself with the people for whom you do the business that, that are just like the, the best match for you. Once you've been in the business for a little while, you'll start to see the you'll recognize. And even before that, you know, the kind of person that you connect with. We all did something before real estate and, and you dealt with people in that regard. And so you know that you really jam with certain personas and um hubspot had an exercise in a workshop i did once we're creating personas where you're like all right let's look at the kinds of clients i've had the best experiences with oh and you start to like not just it's not just like a demographic profile it's a personality it's just all right. sorts of things and, and you identify that person you kind of make up an imaginary person in your head that becomes the persona that you target your promotions and advertising towards. You market to the kind of person that you know you can serve the best. That's right. And you will get more of those people. You'll still get the outliers. You can't, you're not the right, we started this with, you're not the right agent for every person. Mm -hmm. So so don't worry about being able to take every single one. You will do so much better if you if you are a little more um, targeted in, in the way you uh, Mark. Yeah. I think that I would say my best teacher for learning about how to refer out to the right agent was Marguerite Martin. So if anybody's listening, I would go and learn as much as you can from her. She's a very smart person. We will make sure that there is a link in the show notes to um, go check Marguerite out because I would agree she's also inspired me. Um, so I think you all listening could learn a lot from her about a yeah. lot of things. We should have just actually. had her here today, actually. <laughs> she intimidates me. She's so She's cool. I don't know if I'm cool enough. Wait a second. <laughs> you can just call her and say, hey. Well, the, see, case in point, this is exactly how you operate, Shelly. And this is what I want people to do. So I, based on your advice, I am just going to call Marguerite. You know what's going to happen? She's going to be like, hey, what's up? Yes. And whatever oh. we talk about, whatever I ask, she'll be like, sure, let's figure something out. Yes. Because that's why she she's in my community she's a person that i am drawn to she's got cool things that i can learn 
and uh, she'll probably be happy to hear my call. Absolutely. Every single person <laughs> that you're going to meet in life is going to have one thing that you have in common. It doesn't matter your politics or anything you think you might argue about. There is one thing that you actually do share. And if we spend more time with each other on those aspects of our lives, I think that we could do a lot of change in a lot of different areas, actually. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let's focus on the great stuff that we can do together as opposed to the things we might fight about. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) So... I want, there's a fourth category. I don't know if it fits in any of these three, maybe in the people who help your business along, but I think it's more like just your, like for me, I first, I first crossed your path or you first crossed my path because you are the face of rate my agent and I am a rate my agent client customer. And I'm like, who is this Shelly person who's on all of their material? I was wondering the same thing. <laughs> but uh, uh Rip Me Agent uh was you know, had a big presence at the Inman Connect conference this past January. And I have good personal friends. Turns out we have some common personal friends there. And that community of people at Inman, I remember my first Inman event. I walked in, it was a reboot, little local thing, and I walked in and I literally said to myself, These are my people. Because they were trying new things, they were collaborating, they were all very positive. It's this great upbeat environment. I thought, wow, these are my people. And since then, I've stayed connected to that community, and that community has inspired me to. I've I've learned concrete things from multiple individuals there. I've created relationships there that have taught me things. I I don't know how else I would have learned. They have shown me there is such a big world outside of my little tiny market and that is true for everybody one of the this is um would sort of fall under growth i think but growth in you've got to get off the farm and and make a wide circle and include people i mean we're on different coasts right now shelly and i are sitting here talking on completely different coasts my circle is covers the country and i'm so proud of that i feel like having that broad connection gives me a perspective that I would never have. But we're also dealing with the same issues, you and I. We're having inventory issues. We're having troubles with buyers. We're having troubles with seller mindset. We're having trouble with keeping people safe during a pandemic. We are facing Mm -hmm. the same things in different markets, you know? Yes. Yes. And and you'll have a different angle on it. You, You will just have some insight that nobody has considered in my area yeah, same. that will make you go, oh, yeah. okay, all right, yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just makes me better and it's just exciting every time um, I get to meet an, a new person. And it, you know what blows my mind? What really blows my mind? When someone's like, Katie, wow, that thing you said. I'm like, me? Yeah. And then I remember, hell yes. That's how we got together. Because you were in your time. I'm like, I need to know more about that. I'm going over there to find out what she just said. <laughs> oh my gosh, absolutely. So that so um that is the big takeaway that I want people to get from this is and I said at the beginning, if you come across someone online or on this podcast or or anywhere, it has never been easier to connect with them. Direct message them on social. Send them, you know, most of us especially if you're in real estate, our stuff is public. Text them. Why not? Yeah. Reach out. 
um, make the connection, surround yourself with the people that you're be around, find your mentor, find your ex- accountability partner, your coach, put together your advisory board. You cannot, I guess you can, but you don't have to do this alone. You, you, it's going to be so much easier, so much faster and happier and more, and more profitable and more fun. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you create a community around yourself. All right. Before we, before we really wrap up, Shelly, is there anything else that you want to share with, with the group? Um, I would like to talk a bit about a project that I've been working on with 13 other people. If you have a second. Oh my gosh. How can I forget? Oh, I want to talk about this project too. Is yes. Okay. New agent. It actually right? is in line. Yes. New agent 365 missions. If you go to new agent 365.com, you'll find it. And essentially it takes everything we just talked about. And it, I went with Stephanie Chumbly to 12 trainers. And I said to them, let's help new agents let's make it super affordable for new agents to learn how to build a basic business because i read a stat that nar said that 84 percent of agents do not have any sales finance or business experience but alas we ask them to do that out of the gate we license them and then we say fly bird and then yeah. don't teach them anything yeah um so all 12 people including stephanie 13 said yes we will help they lent their voices to teaching the 12 principles of how to build and start up your own business. Even if you hang your business with a brokerage friends, you still have to learn the basics of business. And that and, and that's what we're teaching. So newagent365.com. The next launch is uh, March 29th. It's not self-guided. You have to be with us and there's missions you have to do. There's lots of things we're gonna teach you. Yeah. And the, the one thing that I was able to do is I was in programming, right, for radio. And yeah. I understand how to put something like this together. It's not just 12 videos of me. It's 12 people who, in their specific area that they train, they know the best. And we found the best, and they're all over the country. And I'm just really excited to present it to people because I, I think it will change the way people view their own business. And they'll take ownership, and they'll, they'll want to thrive, you know? Oh, that's so amazing. I am so excited for that. I will absolutely help you share. Thank you. Spread the word on that. Appreciate that. March 29th. <sighs> March 29th? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. Definitely going to do that. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, all right. Thank you so much, Shelly. We've got your links. We're going to put them in uh, the show notes. So make sure everybody can find you, find the book, find the new agent 365. They can get audible. We'll make sure it's all out there and hook up with all of the fun people that we talked about um, today. Awesome. Thank you for having me. It was a really fun conversation. Appreciate it. Yeah, Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Happiest Person in Real Estate podcast. I'm your host, Katie Clancy, the happiest person in real estate. For more insights about how you can fight me for that title, come see me at katieclancy.com.